guys, welcome back to another week of Autastic, your comedian's guide to autism. I'm one of your hosts, my name is Kirk Smith, and my co-host and buddy here... Graham K. Hello, everybody. Welcome back Boom. to another week of Autastic, the comedian's guide to autism. I have an autistic brother. Kirk has an autistic son. Kirk is a comedian. I'm a comedian. Kirk's on a ship right now. How you doing, buddy? You're, you're uh, you know, still on a ship. You... Um, are circumnavigating the Mediterranean? No, no, the uh, the uh, Bahamas. Is that close? Where the yeah. Uh, yeah, the Caribbean. Yeah, yeah, the Caribbean? Uh, the American Mediterranean. We'll call that's it. right. Uh, that's right. <laughs> the Mediterranean of the Americas. It's good. I am uh, in what you would call monk focus, is what I think you used to describe it earlier when we were talking. But uh, yeah, just focused on stand up, working, trying to get great stand up. Monastic. Monastic, monastic focus endeavors yes so um we were talking off air i was like it's nice that you can focus on your art and what you want to do uh, sort of guilt-free because you sort of front-loaded your life in terms of like you had wife a wife family you've raised kids you, you front-loaded your responsibility and now you're still young and you can focus on 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 yourself and i did the opposite and now i'm i'm panicking i am um, <laughs> i am the grasshopper you are the ant and well in fairness in fairness you said you already uh uh did this and then laughed sort of pretty well <laughs> kind of which was pretty funny <laughs> i said you know you already had a, a mean uh, but funny a successful life you know on paper um, yeah, on paper, that's what it was. Air quote, successful life. Mm-hmm. Um, I did. Uh, I, I I did uh, raise two kids. My my youngest is uh, those of you probably long time listeners know is severely autistic. Twenty two. We had a nice call yesterday, and uh, I do feel a little bit bad for the uh, some of the aid workers or the, the the aides that work with JJ. Who when I answer the call, they're like, "Where are you today?" I see palm trees because I try to answer it like. And not, you know, if I'm happened to, we have, it's, it's scheduled at two o'clock every day. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, like yesterday I was in, as in Cozumel, I got off the ship and they're like, you know, it's snowing in Sweden. So they're like, where are you? It looks really nice. But, uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, uh, it was good. I go to see JJ in a week. And so I'm doing the, um, the, uh, the prerequisite shopping for glittery toys and, all sorts of uh, things he may like, oversized T-shirts from Cozumel, maracas. Uh, yeah, anything I think he may get a little joy out besides his computers and his his uh, his, his electronic uh, needs. Man, the aides are gonna con- the aides are gonna love the maracas. They're gonna really appreciate <laughs> you buying him maracas. <laughs> no better way to say um, I thank you. You should might as well just get him a bunch of knives. <laughs> just get a bunch of tequila and uh, a lot yeah. of noisemakers. Yeah, um, <laughs> get him some fireworks. But uh, <laughs> but we had an interesting call about when the aid workers was talking about one of his aides about um, oh you know don't could you not tell him you're gonna come because then if you don't he'll be disappointed and we had an interesting thing about because but I was like listen I've only canceled once in five years and that was because of the Omnicrom. So it's not like I'm like, oh, I'm coming, and then I never come. It's not a deadbeat. Yeah, yeah, situation. yeah. But it's still like those Omicron times. So I understand. But here's the breakthrough I for know. me. 
the breakthrough for so, me is that he knows when you're going to come when someone tells him and then he can get disappointed. That's what that's, I was going to say. Exactly. Yeah. So he's excited that I'm coming and then he's disappointed if I don't, which is good. So and, amazing. Um, yeah. Still, still, um, uh, we, we would say nonverbal, but I, I, I think the terminology is more like non-wordy because it's definitely, there's definitely like, uh, that's definitely not the terminology. Like, well, it's definitely like he's making a lot of noise and like chitty chit chat, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. There's no verbs, but there's no nouns either. But I'm just saying it's not intelligible, but he's clearly when we get on these calls, like blah, 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 yada, 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 da, 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 da. So it's like, uh, actually I think we've even played some of him, uh, yeah, we calls have. on this podcast. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We definitely have. We've we've we've, we've done so, recorded ones. We've done live ones. Yeah, yeah. It's so uh, it's fascinating. About fifteen minutes. Yeah. So he feels oh, like he which, needs to communicate with you, and he needs. To, he feels like he needs to verbally express that, and he he understands when you're coming, and he misses you. This is a huge breakthrough. I feel. I, I'm really happy for you. That's awesome. So big news, big news. So do you feel yeah, loved next Tuesday? Um, yes, I guess that's the word. Uh, I think sure. it's love. Yeah, maybe. Kirk, maybe. I think it's nice. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So let's just go with my uh -oh. son. Count down the minutes. Get over to Make do a couple of weeks in Europe. So sorry, yeah. I, I, folks. I was making Kirk uncomfortable there, and he changed the the subject. And you know that's <laughs> the sort of uh, 1950s man he is, and that's okay. But I'm proud. I'm happy for you, Kirk. I'm proud of him, and I'm proud of you. And uh, you guys, and you're are like great. a you're like a, a 1950s son, where you have the emotional awareness to pick it up and point it out. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think it is. I think it is. So, so I think he's doing good. I think he's doing good. We got a bunch. Got him some tie dye stuff. I got him some uh, some stuff. I'm excited to, to dye with him, and yeah, should be fun. That's what we do. Usually, it's one of the fun activities. How's Pete? Oh. Doing? Pete's doing. I think he's doing pretty well. We haven't talked in a couple of days, which, as you know, is a good sign. Um, he, parents are back home. I think that it correlates to that pretty evenly. So they're keeping him busy. They're probably talking a little more. I know he's had a few social engagements recently with. Uh, um, aunts taking him out for dinner and uh, he also had a dinner with his volunteer and grocery shopping and then he also had like his uh, special needs group they all went to a movie and they all go like they all went most of them went to see a different movie and Peter and this one guy chose um, Sonic 2 and then the other guy, and I was like, oh, that's nice. Did you, did you guys have fun together? He's like, yeah, but he, he decided to sit in a different seat. We sat farther away. And I don't know if that was Peter's decision or his decision. Huh. But they, but uh, apparently one of them, they don't like each other, I guess, or the guy doesn't like him. And uh, But they, they, they watched a movie. They watched Sonic 2. And, he, um, watched a, he watched a movie with, a, with an enemy, huh? Yeah, I guess so. Separate seats. Who knows what's going on? Huh. huh. Peter had a picture of his picture of his crush. He he emailed that to everybody, and then then when we talked, brought it up, he'd be like, "We're just friends. I don't want to talk about it." It's like, okay, you took a picture of her and sent it to everybody. Um, 
So, all right. And did he um, send it to the the crush? And it was actually news to her, or no? No, no. I I, I have a feeling she go. knows. He's he's asked her to movies just as a friend, and he's tried to play cool, but she was she's not taking the bait. And um, huh. that's that's what's going on with him. I think he's good. Yes. Otherwise, though, you know, can't can't complain. <coughs> you know, he's excited for things to be warming up. I think he's quiet. I th- quietly happy that my parents are back, but also concerned my mother's going to keep nagging him more now that she's closer to him. So he's cautiously happy. Which I think is a good theme mm-hmm. for, you know, 2022. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, so exactly. So, yeah, I don't know. He's he's doing okay. I'm exhausted myself. You've been on the road uh, a lot, huh? You've been yeah, on the road quite a bit. I'm really tired, yeah. But I'm good. I... My... Uh, Out there chasing your dreams. I'm chasing my dreams. My lovely girlfriend and I um, bought a new table and chairs and dining room table and chairs. And we we had an agreement. She doesn't remember this. So this is this is like loosely related to autism is that I have obsessive compulsive disorder. Um, and I a lot like of you're kids moving away from the mic. It could be my old age, but uh, yeah, I don't know if you're if you're. Uh, so it, should, it could be me, ladies and gentlemen. I apologize. Uh, Definitely, it is you. It is here, you. Uh, it is you. I'm not okay, talking to the same mic that I talk to the people. They're more important than you, so I, okay, I bring them it. with me. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, so so you bought a new table and chairs. Is it normal size? Is it for you two giants? Well, here's two, the thing: uh, is like a lot of kids. Giraffes. We we've read we we've read some articles about how children who siblings of people with autism are more likely to have um, obsessive compulsive disorder and other little things like Tourette's and things like that. Right. And I don't know. So I always have to be mindful of like, am I go, am I crazy or what? And so okay, we were like, let's, Let's keep the furniture. I uh, she doesn't remember, and like we'll see what it looks like when we move in. And then we anyway. I, all of a sudden, I wake up and we have new furniture, and I've agreed to it. She's just a <laughs> Jedi, and it's 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 no one. It's great. It's it is better. It is better, but it's a project, and there are a bunch of chairs that are in in different levels of being stained and stripped. Okay. And my and my my apartment smells like verithane, and I think that might be also why I'm tired. I'm breathing in quite a bit of fumes, um, and it's not that. quite not quite warm enough windows to have the windows are, open at windows night. Windows are closed because it's yeah. wintered, so yeah, you're well, breathing in a lot of stuff. Locking in the fumes, and um, mm, and I don't know if it's my OCD project. or what, but uh, I'm like I just I'm like I need this. You know, but that's okay. It's it's one step back for three forward, I believe. And there you are, you know. But this is this is the thing. You have to push yourself. Like, we have to push Peter to grow as a person and, and not become a hermit and not stay in a box. And we also have to turn that advice onto ourselves. You know, I can't just 
be a, I can't just live in my own little apartment and you know and and and, and be happy. not grow. I have to you have to keep growing. Lives are like sharks, you know? You got to keep moving forward. Girlfriend's coming in and we're going to make a life together and it's going to be great. But you know, you don't you don't get you don't get good things for free. Sometimes you just got to hot box a bunch of varathane for for a couple nights after you get off the a very tiring road trip. I like <clears throat> how you're you're selling it to me, but honestly, it sounds like an absolute nightmare. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But um, I, we have a we have a really good uh, 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 in the news that, that I think is interesting. Um, oh yeah. Well, this is this is this is something an article you found, um, and it has to do with uh, you know disparities in autism with genders, which we've discussed a few times. And yeah. now you, uh, I can only assume you found this article, and normally whoever finds the article reads it, and I'm going to read it because I can only assume that you glanced at it and there were too many big words so <laughs> now that's what it is yes now this is from the psychiatric times uh which i guess it's a broadsheet um anyway the psychiatric like the post, times but for yeah. uh, but for scientists yeah. that's right this is by tat uh Tash malone who's a phd and something called an LPC-S. I don't know what that is. Do you? I don't know that part. Okay. The title is Biopsychosocial Explanations for Gender Disparities in Autism. Recent research suggests females with autism may need their own set of parameters on which to be measured. That makes sense from what we know, right, Kirk? From what we've learned in this podcast? It makes perfect sense to me. Yeah. Gender disparities. their own baseline. That's right. Gender disparities have long been considered when addressing how brain functions, namely with information uh, processing and behavior. Although research on autism has mostly centered around men, more recent research has found that separate parameters are needed to assess distinctive diagnostic markers in female individuals with autism due to significant findings in biopsychosocial presentation differences. Got that? Slowly but surely, scholars in the field of both neuroscience and psychology are offering insight in how sex differences arise in those who are diagnosed with autism spectrum disorder. Gockley at Al2 suggested that females with genetically protected females who are genetically protected from developing autism, alleging that this stems as a result of unique gene expression associated with the X chromosome. This correlation might explain the four to one male female diagnosis uh, discrepancy however cat et al suggested an equally significant factor was the pros- uh, propensity for doctors to look for autism in male patients as opposed to the female patients a recent yale study found that females appeared to be more resilient against developing autism explained in part through brain mapping Brain mapping support is explained further in the next paragraph that addresses looking at biological properties of autism. This resilience may also explain why female 
patients' uh, symptoms might be overlooked in diagnosing and intervention protocols. Um, biological findings uncovered brain structural distinctions. More specifically, findings have concluded that the posterior superior temporal sulcus is an area of the male brain with decreased receptiveness. Uh, uh, women will agree with that, uh, especially in those diagnosed with autism. The area <laughs> affected in males is associated with analyzing the intentions, underlying actions, and is sensitive to the context with which actions occur, Kirk. Meanwhile, the, str the stratum is involved in the brains of females with autism. It is, it is involved in social system interactual, interaction coordination movements and reward or gain. Interestingly, the brains in females with autism were found more similar to brains in males without autism, <laughs> according <laughs> to the Van Arkzeich. Lay et al. further supported the findings that uncovers how autism in female brains share a likeness to those of normative males, stating that atypical brain areas in females with autism uh, substantially and non-randomly overlapped with areas that were sexually dimorphic, suggesting neural masculinization. Furthermore, the female brain with autism has shown more alterations than males as well. This reflects the previous stated understanding that the brains are seen as being more protected in developing autism. To best understand this, why this is concluded, Jack et al. asserts that it takes substantially more variations for autism to present itself significantly enough to affect the female brain as opposed to males. These findings further emphasize the salient need for increases uh, for increases research on sex specific differences in autism spectrum disorder um, all right oh uh, we're doing pretty well we're almost done and next <laughs> section is that's a little note did to you, myself did you just verbalize the the internal monologue is that what you just did or yes did so um social factors but this is a very interesting article, and it, it's it's pretty fascinating so far. I mean, I I can't help but like I know that like women listening are chuckling right now. Uh, social factors, as in biological factors, there are biases led by social male-dominated measures and philosophies in assessing autism, which further explains delineations. Um, characteristically, females with autism are reported as being less obvious candidates for diagnosis, partly due to societal expectations. For instance, society is generally not concerned if a female child seems more observant than interactive. Instead, this behavior is often considered a uh, proclivity for females rather than distinctive set of traits associated with autism. In addition to societal uh, biases, females are more apt uh, at developing adaptive s adaptable skills and to disguise a different way of processing their social environment. As a clinician, I have found that females diagnosed with autism are more aware of their differences and have a desire to be more socially acceptable, which is supported by research that speaks of masking or camouflaging associated with females 
with autism. Thus, they may mimic traits they observe in peers to avoid stigma and isolating differences. <clears throat> this pretending extends itself to the more pronounced creative imagination reported in females with autism who often develop elaborate alternate realities in, in their minds. In my practice, I have found that many females with autism report using their imagination to personifying inanimate things, often as a way of identifying and importing the likeness of themselves onto something that relates to them. Psychological factors. This repression of self can be both beneficial and detrimental to females with autism. On one hand, the patient is more likely to be socially acceptable, appearing to, f to fit in within norms. On the other, she is more likely to evade diagnosis, which can be determined in the long run. Females commonly repress their emotions, yet are also prone to being more emotionally uh, reactive than males of the same age. The propensity of females with autism to internally experience frequent and intense emotional arousal characteristic of reactivity while adversely restraining this neutral inclination is what creates the inner conflict that represents itself in their common bedidity with emotional and personality symptoms and even disorders. Patel and Patel explain that repressed emotional manifest themselves as mental exhaustion, pervasive sadness, detachment from others, minimizing needs and wants in many uh, interactions to avoid conflict or rejection, and often trouble with effective communication and maintaining healthy relationships. Interestingly, females with autism reportedly have higher rates of anxiety and depression, which could be due to many of these symptoms. The complications with social skills, attachment, and emotionally, emotional intelligence, then communicating associated with autism in males still pose a challenge for females, but they might not easily have identified as a problem due to their behavioral mass personas and therefore can leave females with autism to go years about being diagnosed. Concluding thoughts. As science develops an ideology that values the unique biological, psychological, and social presentations found in women, Hopefully, more appropriate ways to identify a diagnosis and treat both genders and population will arise. Kirk? I think what it basically think? comes down to the, the baseline thing we talked about, where if you're comparing uh, a woman where they underdiagnose women with autism because they're comparing it to, to, to men, basically. And so, like, I think you nailed it when you talked about that area about observing versus taking action when mm -hmm. women just observe instead of taking action they don't associate it with autism but instead associate it with, oh she's a, being a good woman and just listening and not not do not uh interjecting herself and so you really have to come at it from a totally different point of view and try to figure out you know the the, the observing versus the the uh the the the, the observing different factors so until you have a different baseline i feel like the numbers of of diagnosis and just the numbers of overall people with uh, women with autism are going to be underreported. so i think it's a uh, i mean all these studies are set in the right direction but i think we're still little ways to go if that makes sense 
What do you think? Well, I just... I think it's fascinating that a woman with autism's brain is a very similar to a man without a, ma- a male without autism's brain. That's, that's <laughs> I mean, that's a that's not the the major thing to conclude from this, but it's I don't know. It explains a lot. Yeah, no, I don't I, know when what when you it read means. that and I heard you laugh. I know. I was like, does that mean that? In, like, I was wondering if that like means that. Uh, so, a woman with autism's brain. Is similar to a man without autism's brain, meaning they're similar so they'd get along better? Is that what that means? How does that work exactly? Yeah, anyway, I was curious about that too. Well, hmm. well, there's, you know, you could say, you could say that, oh, it just means that um, they're logical. So that's, I'm joking. Right. Um, so if, and if yeah. they get along better, is that why they're underreported? I guess is the follow up yeah. question to that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So, anyway, that's very interesting. Um, did we do another I feel podcast? Like we just Kurt? interrupted your breakfast. That we interrupted your breakfast at a Denny's. But yes, we did it, guys. I uh, <laughs> am going to be in uh, beautiful New York City for uh, a few days. If you want to come out to shows, uh, the week of the not the week the the days of the sixteenth through the nineteenth. And then I'll be visiting a beautiful JJ and then uh, a couple shows. Oh, can't report those yet. Those are dates are not confirmed. Check out my book online. And uh, I've got a new album coming out that I'm excited about that I will, when I figure out how to load it on the CD Baby without accidentally giving them my royalties, I will release in about a week, guys. Keep an eye out for that new album coming out. Uh, mine called Cruise Control. Uh, which nice. was uh, recorded on sh- recorded on ships. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Graham, what do you got going on? I got. Uh, I'm going to be in L.A. in a couple weeks, um, starting April 28th, and uh, to April f- or to May 5th. Just doing a bunch of shows out there. So if you're in L.A., go to GrahamK.com for show dates. Um, also, in a couple months, uh, I am going to be in. Comedy Nest in Montreal. If you're in Montreal, come check me out. Comedy Nest, uh, June uh, uh, 2, 3, and 4. Um, what else? Oh, boy. I'm going to be in Houston in October, folks. Come check me out. And then I'm going to be in Denver in October. And I'm going to be in Fort Collins which is also in Colorado in uh, October. It's going to be a blast. Um, and uh, I'm going to be doing uh, some shows in Oklahoma coming up as well. That's all at GrahamK.com. Check that out. And then in November, guys, I'm not going to be doing any shows because I'm going to be having elective hip surgery. And I'll be on crutches for six weeks. Very yeah. lead. That's right. That's right. I'm going to have my slam dunks, do my slam dunks, and uh, you'll be in trouble. You and uh, you and Chris Fairbanks with your artificial hips, the Robo, Robo comics are coming to us. That's right. All right, guys. Have a great week, guys. You can do it. <laughs>